1: We're ready to start with a chat here. We've got very uh, seldom, like, I don't remember the last time this has happened, we've had a Friday feature artist, and they've shown up.
2: Terry, you know? it's never happened before, I don't think.
1: I know, <laughs> I know. And I Marty so. Leonard showed up early because he was excited, as I am, to welcome to the airwaves from Mumford & Sons, Ben Lovett and Ted Duane, who, Hi. last time I saw them, were just a couple of schmoes over in the United States trying to make a, a foothold <laughs> in the music business, and now they're rock stars. Stars. And are, look, big, out. Which is one of the reasons we love you. But it's great to have you, and you got a big show tonight, and that thing sold out immediately.
3: Yeah, this is crazy. It's uh, it's really exciting. We've we've been going around playing these shows, and they've been packing these arenas in yeah. a way that they haven't done normally because we've got the stage set up in the middle of the room, mm-hmm. and the floor itself has got people standing 360 around this sort of floating stage area, and then the whole all the seats. So it's like. It's the energy in these shows has been insane. Well, that's such and it's exactly grand. what we wanted. It's
2: yeah. such a great idea to do a show in the round in an yeah. arena. Mm. You know, it's cool because it, it, wherever you're sitting in the arena, you have such a great view of the stage. But I, I'm wondering, what's it like? the view from the stage out to the audience. It's a different experience for you guys I'm too, just right? I'm
4: constantly aware of the fact that there are people looking at my bum. <laughs> it doesn't matter where you go. I'm bringing my binoculars. Mm, <laughs> well,
1: actually, I can see it from here. Yeah, so, yeah. But, and our radio um, audience can too.
4: Oh, yes. <laughs> <how> it <laughs> um, it's actually really, really fun. A, a big sort of um, part of the design for this new show was to try and make people feel as included as possible. So the stage being in the middle means everyone's a bit closer than they would have been. And the stage is quite low. It's only five foot rather than the usual six foot. So people at the barrier can kind of see straight across the stage at each other. So it kind of makes the show a lot more about the town that we're in all of a sudden. It's mm-hmm. sort of, um, you yeah, know, it's a big okay. sort of um, just a, a communal experience really for everyone. We're, we're just sort of there as the facilitators all of a sudden. It's, it's a very nice feeling. Right.
1: And 11 years ago when you were first here, you were playing small clubs. Mm, now yeah. you're United Center. Now we were...
4: Um, t- Reminded by our cab driver on the way here, him and his wife were at the Riviera show, Ah. which was on a Halloween night. She weirdly texted him uh, an hour... Before uh, saying, hey, maybe you'll pick up Mumford and Sons and take them to, your, to their radio today. I don't know if there's only and one actually, Uber in Chicago, but it yeah, right. like that yeah, was, yeah,
1: there's only one he Uber. Yeah. Us up. was really
4: strange. It's a small there? town.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we
4: told her to go and buy a lottery ticket. So,
1: uh,
2: well, it has been quite hours. a trip for you guys. You know, it it's it, it, it's just amazing. Like you're saying, 10, 11 years ago, you're you're playing small clubs. Uh, we did a live from Studio X set, Martyrs, you know, a small little stage like that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the rise of the band has just been incredible of over these years you know and, and not only just the rise of the band but how you guys have evolved as well uh the Mumford and Sons from those days n- a lot different than the Mumford and Sons today uh it's
3: funny not not really like between us we still feel like kids we're playing uh scrabble last night a couple of us were and we were like we're basically just still teenagers aren't we because we were like <laughs> so someone, someone managed to find a really i won't say what it was but just a really childish word and i think it's fart and and, <laughs> and we're like and we're, just gigg- we're still giggling at stuff like that well you're uh, in
1: good company here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um,
3: but yeah the music's evolved because i think that's what could could make us jaded is if we felt like we were stuck somewhere Mm -hmm. And so we've never let ourselves get that way. And um, I think that those that first kind of batch of songs that we recorded, that in itself was a part of a journey that was kind of moving and evolving. Um, Mm -hmm. It wasn't like that was the beginning because we had already been on a bit of a musical journey together and individually up until that point, listening to rock and metal and punk and like our teens were very varied. So for us, it was a left turn to end up playing bluegrass and Americana. So we just keep on turning left, basically. That's that's the story. Mm. Well,
2: yeah, and, and uh, y- you know, when you when you first emerged playing that kind of music, that wasn't well. There there weren't many other artists doing that, especially we were playing here on the radio. And as time went on, it influenced so many people that a lot of acoustic music I mean it was really a big boost to acoustic music in general And people that had been playing fiddles and, uh, and mandolins and uh, suddenly they're in bands and they're playing big stages that's mm. uh, that's pretty much that's a testament to how organic and cool that music was I mm, think so yeah
4: right yeah it was a cool it was a cool time I, certainly in London you know we were among a lot of friends I, I, I was just amazed I wasn't from London I moved to London to try and find musicians who were into the same kind of stuff which I think a lot of musicians moved to Chicago in hope of finding collaborators, and that's certainly why I did. And I couldn't believe it when I got to town mm-hmm. and met these guys who were sort of into you know folk and jazz and blues and this eclectic acoustic kind of thing, as well as a host of other artists as well. There was a whole thing happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, to have been you know carried along by that, it's, we feel very fortunate that mm-hmm. our sort of tastes aligned with right. that moment. You
1: know? Remember when only nerds played accordion? Yeah, remember, remember, remember those days? Remember yeah. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> I'm yeah. still very much
3: a nerd. <laughs> 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 Which is why we love you. Because
1: 11 years ago, if you'd have told me you'd be coming back here and playing United Center, I'd think, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Because your music, it has an intimacy to it that you think, how do you do that? Yet you You've managed to do both at the same time. you can fill a big hall like that. you know you have yeah. some very grand dramatic uh, songs that, that 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 lend themselves well to a house like that
3: It was an interesting there was an interesting kind of period that we we remember well, which was we were loving playing in theaters. theaters felt like our safe place and they would like they they had this grandeur and lots of wood everywhere and gilded ceilings and we'd go around and play those like the Chicago theater I remember playing it was a wonderful, beautiful place mm-hmm. but at some point, we found that we, to get around the world, we had to go and play in these arena spaces. And we sat down and had a big chat about arenas and how afraid we were of um, just the, the scale of it. And that we're going to lose that, those moments. And mm. so we were like, we've got to figure out a way not to lose our show. So we, we've, we've now been doing arena scale shows for like eight years. And that's felt. Um, I think, you know, for those who come down tonight, if if we haven't figured it out by now, then we're not, not doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: we're joined in the studio right now by Ben Lovett and uh, Ted Duane of Mumford & Sons, and we are featuring the music of Mumford & Sons today. So we're going to play a song right now. We're going to go back to uh, one of your earlier tunes, and maybe you can uh, shed a little light on the song, seeing that it's called Lover of the Lights." <laughs> uh, how would you set that song out?
3: Um This song was written on tour in Germany in 2010. Um, and we worked it out on a stage on a day off in a place called Gabor de Noyne in Cologne. And uh, it's been in the set every single show ever since. All right.
2: We're featuring the music of Mumford & Sons. Our XRT Friday featured today. We're going to play that song, Lover of the Light, right here on 93WXRT.
1: We have uh, uh, Ben and Ted, and we're uh, having a, a lovely chat because we love you.
4: We love you too
1: <laughs> Well and we were talking about You know you're playing at United Center Which is a whole lot bigger than you did 11 years ago When you first mm. came here But I love the fact that you experiment With how to present your music And how to even tour Like the Gentleman of the Road concept And, and you know playing down at, at a beach in Chicago And mm-hmm. I, I love the the fact that you're always looking for new ways To interact with your audience
4: It's pretty awesome I think um, we're in an incredibly fortunate position Where we can sort of experiment a little bit There are certain Uh, cornerstones of the live music experience which we're really keen to preserve Um, certainly the idea of like celebrating a community and um, we have a bit of a legacy thing that we like to try and do with our stopovers which are these weekend events where we basically um, go to a smaller town bring the music to them Mm -hmm. you know sort of town where you wouldn't usually get a show and we build a you know a site and Figure out the food and the toilets and everything, you know. Provide people <laughs> with an experience which hopefully is one that we would really enjoy ourselves. You know, we get to see a lot of festivals, so we take all of our favourite bits and and mould it into these events. So that's really awesome. And yeah, the um, the show, yeah, down there in, in what was it called? The that was at Montrose, uh,
2: Montrose Beach. Montrose Beach, <laughs> yeah,
4: was amazing when eventually it happened. But it was it was kind of uh, unfortunately, I guess, when you're experimenting, when you're trying to do things slightly differently, occasionally you 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 find yourself in yeah. a great deal of trouble well when you're doing a show
2: <laughs> when you're doing a show in June you you pretty much think the weather is well, going to be yeah, perfect yeah, right yeah, but exactly. it wasn't it Mother rained, Nature, a, it rained yeah. a lot it rained and for it, 5 days straight 5 days straight and they had a hard it. time constructing the stage but you know yeah. the coolest thing yeah, you know, I mean, it had to be postponed. But uh, to have Marcus come on my radio show and let everyone know that yeah. this was happening—it wasn't just me coming on saying, "Oh, the show's postponed." No, Marcus. Yeah, we take it pretty it. seriously. It was great. Mm-hmm. I think
3: I think mm-hmm. over a thousand shows in the last decade, and we've cancelled or postponed um, like less than ten. Wow, and oh. it's always yeah. been from extreme, extreme circumstances. And the 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 vibe in the dressing room and the vibe within the band gets mm. really heavy. And we're like, because we, we just cared so much that the show can go on, no right. matter what. And then sometimes you just can't, you know? Yeah.
2: Well, you know, the coolest thing for us here on XRT, as well as all the listeners in Chicago, and pretty much all the listeners around the country, because we did stream it, we broadcast that show live as it happened from Montrose Beach. And it was an incredible experience. I got to host it, and it was so much fun. And we're doing the same thing. Tonight, yeah. for the show That's at United exciting, Center, right? starting mm-hmm. at about 8.45 tonight, you will be able to listen to every note of Mumford & Sons from then United Center. So playing in the right order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't, want, you know, I don't want to put a little extra added pressure on you guys, since so yeah, you're right. going to be live on the don't radio. Don't mess up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no farting around, as they say, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah.
2: But we're so happy that you guys, uh, you know, that we can do a partnership on this and, and bring that music to everybody, you know, Absolutely. so that when you do come to their city or you come back to Chicago, you know... People will want to be there, so yeah. that's cool that's pretty awesome, great man, thank you. and congratulations on on the album delta it's uh yeah. it's and, and we should talk about this just for a, a, a couple of minutes but yeah. it's it's really um it's really i wouldn't say it's a step forward but it's a step into really other places I mean you started the way you did with the bluegrass uh, kind of music and then in wilder Mind it evolved a little more and now it seems like you've really found the place that at least is Mumford and Sons right now
3: yeah we really um I think we we found a way to be limitless for the first time. Like we had, there was just zero preconceptionist about what we were trying to make musically when we went into this this album. And um, Paul Epworth was just in exactly the same headspace as us.
2: And he's the producer. Of the he's record. the producer. He's, he's worked he's with Adele uh, and all sorts uh, he's of people. He right? had
3: an amazing and yeah. a really eclectic. He's done everything from like hmm. hip hop to some of the best British rock bands uh, yeah Adele and some and big pop. Right? Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. We just like, he was in a place where he was like, let's just not have any rules. And his studio, this place called the Church Studios, is an amazing area where um, all the instruments are plugged in and ready to go, rather than most other studios where you um, uh, you essentially have to plug it in if you want to record it. You have to set it up, get the mic right. set up around it, whereas the way that he does things is that you can like, have an idea or walk over to an instrument and it's ready to play. And that meant that we just had this really Pure kind of creative flow for about six months mm. wow, which uh, basically results in loads and loads of songs and lots of ideas and and Delta evolved out of it and yeah we 're super proud of this this album and, and a lot of it 's being played live so yeah. Um,
2: mm. and, yeah and and Ben you being the multi instrumentalist that you are, you got to experiment with some instruments that you hadn 't really played on record before weren 't there a lot of synthesizers and things yeah, yeah there's, that there's that loads of cool stuff
3: with? in there He had this thing um, which is this old DX synth, uh, quite a rare um, synth from the 80s. And on it, it had this setting, which was these log drums, which basically sounded like percussion. Um, And we were messing around with that one day, and Marcus had this guitar riff for um, this song Rose of Sharon. Mm -hmm. And then we found that the interplay between these drums that were actually coming out of this 80s synthesizer and this electric guitar part just completely locked together and made it into mm. like some bizarre kind of indie dance track, <laughs> and 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 we're like, that's it, you know. We we like stumbled upon this 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 key, and so that key sometimes can be in an instrument, right? Where you're trying to stumble around to figure out how to unlock a song, mm. and it can just be there, and you don't even know you're going to do it. Um, I so just yeah. love
2: stories uh, about songs that come together uh, spontaneously like that, you know, mm. in the studio, you, you, when you went into the yeah. studio that day, you had no idea and you come out Absolutely. of it and you're like, wow, that's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: And I love it too when people write from their own experience. And I just wonder how Marcus can get through Beloved in a live sure. concert setting without weeping. I mean, cause it's just such a deep and, and beautiful song that so many people can relate to.
3: Yeah. There's a lot of intense stuff on this record. Yeah. Um, a lot of personal stories, and I think that the willingness and a bravery to write about that particular
4: experience, for Marcus, right. with Beloved, we didn't um, see it coming, really. Didn't, it yeah, of, yeah. Mm. yeah.
1: It's powerful. Yeah, yeah.
4: it's uh, sort of what music is for. I think for a, a lot of people, um, whether you're making it or just listening to it, you know, I think it sort of serves a similar purpose in that. You know, some things in life are like pretty tough, and yeah, somehow music makes those experiences that can feel so horribly personal and and life-shattering. They can make them somehow like universal, um, some, you know, sort of feeling that can be shared. I guess so. Yeah, whilst I, it's like clearly quite a painful song for him to sing sometimes. Oh yeah, and then like, for all
2: of you to come together, cathartic. and for all of you to come together to support that song and make it what it is, Mm -hmm. you know, take his emotion and then just shoot the emotion out when you play together, which is something that Mumford & Sons has always done, Yeah, really emotional band and a band that when you're in the arena or in a park or in a club Mm -hmm. watching you guys play, that music always just hits you because it builds and builds, right. and, and and you end up with this really great cathartic feeling at the end, no matter where it starts. And mm-hmm. you know, it's a testament to you guys, and uh, it's what has made Mumford and Sons, Mumford and Sons, and why, you know, we love you here, and why yeah, everyone, we sure do, yeah, and, okay. and
1: why you play from the heart, and people get that. You yeah. know, you can't fake that, and you guys are the real deal. And I'm glad you didn't turn Spinal Tap on us. That's all I can say, because <laughs> it, it was love at first sight. I I just loved you guys. Loved years ago and it's great to see uh, you make me proud to be a mumford and sons fan you
2: yeah, know? yeah. You and, so and, and we really want to thank you for stopping by yeah our friday feature is mumford and sons and you guys came in. you found some time before your sound check for the in the round show tonight at united center that l- once again we're broadcasting here on xrt starting at eight forty-five. ben lovett ted duane thank you so much for being here we're going to play another song as part of our friday feature and it is from the record and it's the song that you just mentioned rose of sharon so Awesome. That yeah. So we'll uh, see you tonight. Yeah. Awesome. And all all the best. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. Thank you. Take care. XRT's Friday feature is Mumford and Sons, 93WXRT. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,
0: celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.